Welcome to the Give to Profit podcast, the podcast that inspires business owners, entrepreneurs and leaders to turn their business into a profitable force for good. During our bi-weekly episodes, you'll hear how founders and leaders put charitable giving and social impact at the heart of their business and the many benefits that come from doing this. We also interview leaders of causes, charities and agencies who are leading the way in how they partner with micro and SME businesses. You can find full show notes for today's show and join our membership community at givetoprofit.com. This is where you can also sign up to receive regular tips and updates about events worth checking out, including the Give to Profit Business for Good conference we're hosting in Edinburgh in April 2019. So now here's your host, TEDx speaker, author and business mentor, Alison McKenzie. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Give to Profit podcast show. This is your host, Alison McKenzie. And as always, I'm absolutely delighted to be here with you today. Thanks for tuning in. And one of the things that I think is contributing to the evolution of more businesses really becoming a force for good is definitely the marriage of technology innovations with the human quality of compassion and the increasing number of software solutions that are available to help us as consumers give more and give better as well as those of us who want to facilitate uh, giving and charitable giving through our businesses. So today I am thrilled to be interviewing Danny Witter who is co-founder and CEO of the software company Work for Good and while you know it's interesting over the last few years there's definitely been an increase in number of people realizing that supporting charities is good for business as well as the causes they want to support it's really unusual for me to go along to an event and meet others who are proactively encouraging others to do it and so that's how I heard about Work for Good it was a couple of months ago I met one of their clients at a networking event who stood up and spoke about the work that they're doing in her elevator pitch and so I'm pleased we were very pleased we were both there and um, because we immediately connected and in my mind work for good makes it so much easier for small businesses to raise funds for charities and for charities to attract more small business partners um, because they actually solve one of the biggest problems that both you know both parties actually face which is putting in place cause marketing agreements. Um, it's particularly in countries where that is critical. So I'm delighted to say that as well as speaking to Danny today, uh, we also have an arrangement in place, which I'll tell you later about for everybody who's a member of the Give to Profit community. So welcome to the show, Danny. It's brilliant to have you here. Well, good afternoon, Alison. It's a total pleasure to be here. Oh, thank you. And so I always like to start these shows off with hearing a little bit of the backstory to really understand how you've come to be who you are today doing what you're doing today. So can you tell us, tell us a little bit about that? Yes, of course. Um, I had a long career in investment banking. Uh, it's a great job. I wouldn't disrespect it in, in, in hindsight. Never very soul satisfying. Um, I didn't love it. Um, but I had been falling in love with the third sector for a long time. Uh, giving back, charity, all those kind of things. I juggled both lives for a while. I, I became the chair of the charities committee at Deutsche Bank, where I worked for a long time. I got involved in some of the programs we sponsored, so mentoring social entrepreneurs. And I was getting all of my personal growth from all that good stuff. And it was fun to juggle both lives for a while, um, keep the paychecks coming, but also be doing all this good stuff. Um, but three and a half years ago, for a bunch of reasons, I walked out of banking. 
uh, and professionally very much because I wanted to take all of my professional energies uh, into doing good. And that's what took me in this direction. Wow. And so how did you actually come about getting involved with this then, you know, in terms of work for good? Where does that whole idea come from and how, 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 how did you get it all going? Yeah, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't my idea. My co-founder, Rupert Pick, came up with the idea a couple of years before we met. Um, I met him before I'd left banking because he's looking for some advice on corporate structure, how to get the idea going, how to get it set up. Um, and we had a conversation and a coffee and I liked the guy, I really liked the idea. Um, and it became clear to me after I'd left banking that this thing would sit in a drawer gathering dust if I didn't help. Mm. Um, because Rupert runs his own marketing business, has three young kids, et cetera, and has zero bandwidth to, to uh, take a startup to scale. Um, so I said, I get it going. And I was thinking I'll give this six months of my life pro bono because it's a good thing to do. And then I'll hand over the reins. And uh, in October, I will be three years into the journey. So as with all <laughs> things in life, it hasn't quite gone exactly. I've anticipated, uh, but it's been wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, if, if we just sort of, we'll take a step back before we go forward again. You know, why is it for you that, that you feel that it is so important for, for businesses to actually step onto this um, movement of doing good as well as, you know, focusing on being profitable? Yeah, I guess they're, they're two different answers. Um, so why don't I give you the backstory as to Rupert's light bulb moment? Mm. I think that illustrates it pretty well and it's less dry than some of the other stats. Um, Rupert was um, uh, approached by uh, one of his clients just at exactly the point when uh, his, his eldest daughter, Otty, who had been suffers from two rare genetic diseases had just come out of hospital and he was looking to find ways to raise funds for cause. Um, and he was struggling because he's really busy and he didn't have six months to get fit enough to run another marathon and, and kind of tap up his friends and family for the same cause again for the kind of third time in two years. Uh, and at that point, this large client approached him and asked him to put together a one-day workshop. And he was going to pay him two grand to do this for a bunch of senior managers at this big cap. Uh, and he was really busy, but he went, tell you what, I will squeeze it in, but I'm going to give the £2,000 to the Evelina Hospital. Mm. And three, three really cool things happened. Uh, one, he went, that was easier than running a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> Two, um, the, uh, the client, who's already quite an enlightened client, was super impressed. Because uh, they're getting the same good service for the same price, but the funds are going to cause. Um, so it really resonated and took their kind of relationship to a deeper values level. Uh, and likewise, his deal team at, at the firm were kind of extra motivated because they were doing the same day job professionally, but again, serving a higher purpose. So you have external engagement, internal engagement um, at the same time, and also an efficient way uh, of raising funds for cause. And that was the light bulb moment. Why don't more businesses think of smart ways of embedding charitable giving into their day-to-day -day in a way that's good for business at the same time as an efficient way of raising, raising money for charities that really need it. I love that. I just love hearing how people fall into it and his motivations were different, but it was in essence very similar to me. I just didn't have time to do it personally. So, you know, do it through the business and it's so much easier and deeper connections are made. I think that's one thing I've certainly found. I mean, obviously, the drier answer to that question is there's this kind of meta trend of purpose and business out there and customers and clients are looking for it. Employees are looking for it. It's all part of every brand story. Um, 
the surveys and the evidence are undisputable. So even if it's not coming from the heart, there's an incredibly strong commercial imperative to do this stuff well. Yeah, definitely. So do you want to just give us a little bit of an insight into what it is that Work for Good actually does then? Yeah, of course. Um, so we are here to make it easy and compelling for businesses to, uh, to give to cause. By compelling, we mean embed charitable giving in smart ways uh, into your business in a way that engages your stakeholders and drives business growth and strengthens brand and all those good things, as we've kind of discussed a little bit already. Um, by easy, um, we mean solving all the practical impediments that get in the way of that behavior. And I think you, you mentioned that in your introductory comments. We tripped over some tax and legal stuff we didn't know about when we started this journey. And I would guess that 95% of the SMEs out there, and there's a huge amount of giving intent, I should say, in that, uh, in that space, um, aren't familiar with some of these impediments. Um, so specifically, we've built an online digital platform. A business can sign up to it in two minutes. And then that tool allows, allows for, I guess, three, three things from a practical perspective. One, payment technology. It allows to make lots of little payments to lots of different charities in a few clicks and keep all your kind of tax deductible receipts in one place. The second thing is the legal and tax solution, and you've referred to that earlier. I don't know if we have time to go into the full boring but important aspects of that. I can if you like, but essentially a lot of businesses even thought about doing this behavior will approach charities and get turned away because charities often have a 50 or 100,000 pound minimum annual donation threshold below which they won't negotiate the legal docs that are required to do this behavior compliantly. Uh, with our platform, you can sign up in two minutes, as I said, and start giving away fivers or tenors or 50,000 pounds if you have it long <laughs> around in a few clicks without ever having to bilaterally approach the charities and probably get turned away for being too small. Um, so all that kind of legal complication we've made go away and that's helping the charity side and the business side. You know, we're having the same conversations on the charity side of the platform. People who get approached all the time by businesses trying to give to them and have to turn them away because it's not big enough. So we're bridging that, that divide. Mm. Um, and the other thing the platform does, well, we do this kind of in a consulting basis, but also in terms of a, a digital platform from which you can download assets is we love to encourage businesses to tell their giving story. Um, with pride, with authenticity in a way that differentiates uh, the business to commercial advantage, but also hopefully inspires and engages lots of others to join the movement. And core to that is our mark, our logo. It's a paperclip folded as a heart. Everyone seems to love it. Uh, and businesses are using that really creatively, digitally and physically to tell their giving story in email footers, business cards, websites, windows, vans, whatever you like to say, we're a work for good member business. We give back. We're one of the good guys. Mm. Um, so the work for good service, just to sort of pricey, we consult businesses on how to do smart giving and we can talk about some real examples in a second. It's the pay tech, it's the tax and legal solution, and it's the visibility stuff around the market, et cetera. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if that's too much detail, but it's, uh, it's quite a wide value proposition. So I thought it worth going through. 
Yeah, no, and that's perfect because I think it's important for people just, you know, from, from these conversations to get a feel of what you offer. And I think for a lot of people that I speak to, they're looking for, you know, sometimes they'll say, well, how do I connect with the, with the, with the charities um, and the causes? And so I think what you do in, in, in actually being operating that bridge between the two and particularly because of the way in which you make it so easy for people to um, comply with the legal aspects. So for anybody who's listening to this podcast um, for the first time and you've not heard me talking about it many many times this is um check out um previous episodes i've done on the topic of cause marketing there's quite a few different cause marketing to- um podcasts that have episodes that i've we've talked where we've really gotten into the detail of this so you could check out my blog for further information on that too but in essence um when we raise money for causes um in our in through our marketing or sales campaigns we need to be compliant um in the uk when donating to charities and across different states in the us and in many other countries around the world <laughs> so there's no simple answer that's the other thing that i discovered because i mean like you you know you mentioned that you you know when you started doing it you discovered all this tax and legal stuff and i can remember when i was the gift to profit book and I thought I, th- I actually just thought I was doing something nice in a similar way that you talked about there in terms of that Rupert did and then I, I, I was you know I was well into raising funds before I realized oh my god there's legal implications here yes yeah it's not an uncommon story we trip mm-hmm. a lot of across a lot of non-compliance um and I suppose it's worth just touching on what you said before um whilst it's hardly a big part of, of what we do we do have charity search functionality in there. So people can search mm-hmm. by charity name, by geography, charity size, cause type, etc. So if people are looking uh, to connect small local business to small local charity, the tool can help with that. Um, uh, you know, people, charities, incredibly personal people um, have strong feelings about what they want to support. Uh, and we like to help them connect with, with causes that matter to them. Yeah, brilliant. And for anybody listening, just so we can clarify it, this in terms of, is it just um, registered charities or does it include other causes? Uh, currently, it's just registered charities. We decided to keep it quite simple and singular in the first iteration. Um, I absolutely want to go wider with that. There's nothing wrong with a small business trying to support a local community sports club or something like that. Um, but until it, it causes a few issues, a few practical issues. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, for now, it's as simple as registered charities. And at the moment, am I right in thinking it's UK based at the moment? Uh, correct. Yes. Correct. We, yeah. have, we have big aspirations. We have our trademark protection in the United States, across Europe, etc. But um, we need to create a big brand momentum awareness movement, all this good stuff. And we're focusing on the UK on that first. So could you give any examples of, you know, clients that you've worked with that have been, you know, using your platform and stories of how they have really embraced it or how it's really helped them or brought alive or changed the way they approach their business? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Where do I start? One of the most approachable examples that people love is uh, is a Work for Good member business who's a restaurant. And they follow advice to to link giving visibly to what they do, i.e. to put a pledge of giving pledge in there that is transparent. Uh, and the way they do that is they've taken a single table in the restaurant, it's a six-person table, they've called it their charity table, put up big posters above it, explaining their values, why they feel they ought to give back and how it works. Um, and how it works is they give away the profits from every meal at that one table in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fun, fun twist is they let the diners choose uh, which charity gets the donation related to the meal they're having. Um, and this 
to me is much, much more powerful kind of customer engagement than some of the more traditional restaurants where you find somebody's added something to your bill without asking you to, and it's small and you can opt out, but you don't. And it goes to a cause you probably don't care about. Um, in this case, the diner's getting the same price for the same meal. Sorry, same meal for the same price. Um, they're not being taxed. Um, but because they've chosen to dine at that restaurant, at that table, a payment is a donation is going to charity. Um, and they get to choose which charity gets it. Um, and that sort of stuff causes a lot of buzz, conversation. People spread the word about what they're doing. And it really works as a marketing device. So, you know, the restaurant owner, the staff feel good about it. It's good for PR. Um, and clients talk about it and customers talk about it and then come more often. So it's a, you know, it's that win-win, which is what we're trying to get every small business to be thinking about doing something that's good for business growth and fund gets unrestricted funding to cause. So that, that one it, we like their consultancies. You just give a flat 5% of every invoice. They use the platform to digitally send out, uh, independent email confirmation verification thank yous to the clients they're working with saying because you've worked with uh with this consultancy rather than the one up the street this amount of money is going to charity and that could just be an informational thing or it can be using the the tech to send a link to the, to the customer and let them choose the charity as well similar to the restaurant example um other ones do it more manually they put the work for good logo mark on their invoices again tell the giving story and in one case, even quantify how many acres of rainforest is being preserved on the back of every piece of work they do and the invoice associated with it. Because uh, people like to see outcomes in terms of charitable impact. So that's worked really well. Um, and then that's, those are kind of two externally facing examples. Internally works as well as a headhunting firm. They have 50 odd millennial uh, salespeople in various small teams. It's quite a cyclical business. They don't want to commit to a lot of cash giving if things go badly. So what they've done is saying, if we hit our budget, we will give a slice of outperformance to cause. And they make that pledge internally. Um, so all the millennials who care about that sort of stuff feel extra motivated because if they work harder, they're going to keep their jobs, they're going to get a paid commission, and the firm's going to have to mm. make charitable donations. They then involve the staff by letting them choose uh, where those donations are going to go. Mm -hmm. But actually, they gamify the whole thing to have, have even more fun by <laughs> saying each sales team can choose where their slice of the pie goes. But to get the competitive juices flowing, they gamify it by saying, we're going to cut it up into different slice, slices of the pie. And the most successful sales team can give away the biggest piece of, of, the donation, of the donation pot that this is creating. So you can have all sorts of fun being creative where they're trying to incentivize cross referrals uh, or just strengthen brand or motivate and retain your talent uh, whatever it is it doesn't take a lot of creativity to come up with a pledge a, a giving pledge a charity kicker that drives specific positive business outcomes and behaviors yeah and you know what i love and what you've just shared is you know all of that is about you know more connection and engagement and in today's modern world, I mean, it is, and, it, and, and it's even very interesting that we're talking about it on the back of, you know, you offer a software solution, but this software solution is still driving more connection and, enga and engagement, which um, I think a lot of that's been missed, is missed day to day now in life and at work. Yeah, I think that's very fair. Yeah, so wonderful. It's always good to hear how technology is helping improve that that human connection and that human aspect of what actually does energize us every day 
you know the stuff that is you know the, the aspects of, that are good about being human um so no that's fantastic so what what's one of your proudest one of your proudest moments been since launching work for good oh wow um that is a good question um I, I don't really have a single proud moment. It's just a long string of wins from every time you speak to a business owner and they've never really thought about this uh, as, a, as a behavior. Uh, and it clicks and they love it. Um, I enjoy every conversation like that. Um, it's, I, I have to say it's in my DNA to always look forward uh, and I'm not very good at looking back and thinking of everything we've achieved so far because I'm looking five years forward <laughs> to the, the potential of what we're trying to do, which is in, almost in perfect alignment with what you're trying to do. Mm. Um, and if you look at where we are now with a rather miserable 2% uh, of UK charity income coming from businesses, irrespective of there's this really powerful win-win available, I think when you succeed and we succeed and we jointly succeed, then I'm going to look back and feel incredibly proud that we've moved that needle from two to yeah. 10% and there's hundreds of millions of new uh, sort of, uh, philanthropic uh, sources of funding uh, going to cause. Uh, yeah. And that will be, you know, I, I suppose I'm looking at the end game a little bit as opposed to uh, looking at every little triumph along the way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I hope you remember to celebrate every little triumph though. <laughs> I should. I should. As I said, I, I'm more conscious of what isn't going perfectly than, than what is. Maybe I need a character kind of rewire on that. Oh, dear. I mean, I just wonder. I mean, I just think, you know, as soon as I heard what you were doing, I was just like, oh, my God, this is such a brilliant idea that is, that is just you are without doubt just making it so much easier for businesses to you know, support causes, to tell their story and obviously for the charities to, to, to then um, get more money, too. Um, I just wonder, I mean, do you get much resistance when you speak to people or are, do people get it quite quickly? In the early days, we, we struggled a little bit with articulating what is work for good. Uh, it's much better now. I think people get it quite quickly. Um, for us, the biggest issue is uh, small and medium-sized business owners have 15 other priorities. So people get the concept very quickly and go, that's really smart there is some mission drift as to the urgency with which businesses move forward in terms of actually executing it within their business model. Uh, so that's been, you know, there's some learning in that for us. Mm -hmm. um, but getting the concept, no, you sit down, have a conversation with somebody, present to a room of high growth CEOs or whatever else, the engagement's incredible. Um, I suppose our biggest challenge, and you probably have much wisdom on this too, uh, is we are to a degree teaching a new behavior. Um, yeah. And taking that to a notoriously hard to reach 5.7 million SMEs across the UK is a non-trivial marketing task. So those are some <laughs> of the things we face. But you, you, somebody gives you 30 seconds to 10 minutes of their attention. The story is incredibly compelling. Yeah, that's exactly what I find. And you've articulated probably my biggest challenge as well. And I mean, sometimes I wish that, you know, if I look back at my career since being self-employed and I've come out, I've gone out with things that are ahead of the time, if you like, almost. And, you know, again, it's, there's a lot of education goes into it, but it's exactly what you've described, that people are tending to totally get this when they hear it. And they just sort of, you know, they say to me, you know, that's so obvious. Why well, I didn't think about it before. But 
in terms of when it fits into their business is usually a lag um, for various different reasons. And I under I totally understand it, you know, in terms of them then looking at how they process it. Or it seems to actually be the other way. They just jump immediately on it and go, all right, okay, we'll start tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, there is the whole spectrum. It's, it definitely is, isn't it? It definitely is. But I think, you know, I, I am absolutely sure that, that, that with us working, you know, to get together on this, and I know there's other people also in the field doing this kind of thing increasingly, we will all get there collectively. Yeah, um, no, the movement will hit the tipping point. Uh, there definitely will be that tipping point. So in terms of, um, I mean, I know one of the things that, the one, th one bit of resistance that people have said in terms of, not so much the concept when I've gone out with, you know, because it is so compelling now as to why all businesses of all sizes could, could benefit from introducing charitable giving into their business and the way that they can actually contribute more and into society and have more impact in the world. That is so compelling. But some people I know in particular, it tends to happen when they've got a particular personal story where they feel they shouldn't benefit from supporting causes or raising money um, through their business because they feel uncomfortable with the idea of benefiting in any way from doing that. Have you ha had any experience of that? I have, and it's something I feel quite passionate about. And mm. I'll, I'll try and make this not a, as long as stories that kind of needs to be. Um, but let me tell you from my personal experience. I, I think I mentioned earlier, I used to chair the Charities Committee at Deutsche. And we gave away a lot of money to cause in the UK. Um, and we never talked about it. Uh, and we felt proud about the fact that it's pure altruism you know we weren't mm -hmm. showing off about it it wasn't we weren't doing it as a kind of uh, as to benefit the, the, the business um that department actually got swallowed up under brand and i remember having this visceral reaction at the time that this was the most offensive thing to happen you know giving to charity shouldn't be part of a you know brand brand strategy um and actually what happened rather than you know it turned out very quickly so that was the best thing that happened to our efforts to do good in the UK because mm. for the following reasons head of brand came in and said so what are we about what do we care about what are we funding put some umbrella branding over the whole thing and then spent a bit of money talking about it so suddenly externally we start getting approached by think tanks working in the same space who we'd never heard of offering really valuable collaborations um, internally we got better staff engagement because people understood what we were about um, and we ended up doing much more good for the same amount of money and budget that we mm -hmm. had to spend mm -hmm. because people understood what Deutsche cared about were willing to fund uh, and the engagement went up internally and externally so actually I feel like I came from quite a naive place from quite a British place if I can make that cultural stereotype uh, and I think businesses should give visibly and talk with pride and authenticity um, because it's the right thing to do. Um, it's, you know, it's good for business and it'll inspire and engage other people to get involved and we'll create this whole movement and do a lot of social good and drive business growth. And there's nothing wrong. I really don't see any conflict in that win-win. I only think if you're really going to ask small business owners to give away cash to cause, I think that is only sustainable long-term if there's a demonstrable ROI on that, on, on, on those philanthropic donations. Mm -hmm. uh, at, at the margin, some people will still choose to write a check anonymously um, and post it to a charity and not want to mention it. And that's absolutely fine. Um, but we're very much on, 
on the soapbox of trying to promote um, the you know the version uh, that I describe uh, because for the reasons I talked about. Yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the things I quite often say is that it doesn't actually do the cause any favours to keep quiet because actually they need more and more people out there talking about it and to help their raise their profile. And I interviewed um, somebody very recently on the podcast, actually, her interview just went out this week, um, Nada Fournier, who, and she headed up um, the... Um, the one of the world's most successful cause marketing campaigns while she was um in charge of cause marketing at Procter and Gamble and okay. it was the Pampers one pack one vaccine um yeah. campaign and one of the things that she I mean, she shared so many great insights in her interview but one of them was very much around how actually partnering with causes um, there, there are so many more benefits of, of doing this and doing more than simply giving money. Um, when, you know, yeah. and, and in, in what we can do, the benefits to the business and to the causes too. So, for anybody who still is listening to this, if you're new to if you're new to not hearing me before going on about this, um, then please, you know, just just you know, l listen here to what Danny's sharing and, and what my experiences have been in terms of that. It's it's more beneficial without a doubt, to the causes and those people that we're trying to support. And you can, we can get more impact when we actually start to build it into the brand. And is that something, you know, you talked about how your, your software, um, it helps people tell their story. And it, I suppose and that for me is almost like the starting point as to how an SME can start to influence their brand. Because for for, for large organizations, they might want to have a big branding message around, you know, what's their social impact missions, you know, and, and what, what's the whole business around and align the whole business. And some small businesses will do that. But at the other end of the spectrum, there might just be people that want to raise some money and maybe just share a few things out in social media. And that does um, influence what people think about us. What, how, how have you seen just sharing their giving stories has, has had a positive impact on other, your clients' brands? Um, I guess it's largely anecdotal and we, again we have the whole spectrum of people who, who give through the platform uh, and don't necessarily fully load all the opportunities to talk about it but the majority you know follow the steps we suggest and they put up their business profile on our website which is good for SEO they tell their giving story there we have an agency who loves what we're doing so much they will build a free work for good giving page <laughs> on the website of any work for good member um, uh, and as I described earlier, using the mark in various creative ways to connect those pages digitally or just generally uh, to be out there to impress you know, customers and employees, etc. Um, so, yeah, just I mean, mostly mostly doing those things, just just being visible to your clients, being transparent in how you give, using some of the bits of the platform, some of the tech to engage stakeholders um, and following following those kind of steps typically. Uh, is is all you need to do and we need to keep it relatively simple because you know uh, a lot of the people using the platform don't have dedicated csr departments or infrastructure or resource to giving programs which is why we wanted to set up a platform to make it all easy uh, as an aside just to illustrate that we did a blog post a long time ago where we went through the journey from signing up all the way through to make a donation and it took 12 minutes and 34 seconds uh, that included 
that, that included five and a half minutes of putting up a beautiful profile for the business, which is entirely optional. So oh, okay. uh, setting it, getting set up and giving money to charity, entirely legally uh, compliant, etc., takes takes minutes. Now, clearly yeah. the marketing and everything else and thinking about how it works in your model uh, is a longer journey. So that's slightly tongue in cheek. But the, the headline is still it's very easy. Yeah. And I think the thing is, people can get going with, you know, no, there's no need to hold back on getting that whole brand and mission piece if they just want to get going the fundraising. You, you know, but you can do it either way, can't you? You can just get going with the giving and then work the next bit out or, you you know, you can do it the other way around. And I assume if, if any of our listeners have a cause, a charity that they really want to support, uh, and if that charity isn't on the platform, it, it's easy for them to just um, get that charity involved, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Um, we all sign up any charity that a business wants to give to. Yeah, fantastic. So is there any one last thing that you'd like to share from today? Yes, I guess I'd just say it's never too early and the amount of money you can afford to give is never too small to get started, to get involved. Uh, and in my tougher weeks, one of the things that really just gives me that extra lift is the amount of times we get approached by businesses that haven't started trading yet. Mm-hmm. who want to uh, want to use us to put a giving pledge into their brand narrative from day one. It's the way this kind of generation behind me, um, you know, thinks about life. Uh, and that really inspires me in terms of the backdrop, backdrop and, uh, and the kind of groundswell around this behavior. Um, because uh, that generation, they feel it from the heart. And mm-hmm. they also see clear as day the commercial imperative uh, of doing this stuff well uh, and that's a really powerful combination so yeah that, that'd be my final thing never too early never too small well thank you so much i um just really enjoyed this conversation i am just you know full of gratitude that you're doing what you're doing and that you have now created a piece of software that makes it so much it, it really does i know that i've signed up as a client at the moment i know that i'm not processing donations and we've had this conversation haven't we because at the moment i'm building the school in cambodia which is overseas but i do really like the platform and that's why you know we've got a partnership for members of the give to profit community which i'm happy to speak to anybody about if they want to get in touch so thanks for being on the show well listen thank you so much for having me on your podcast it's been a pleasure and uh, i look forward to working together with you and hope many members of the great community you're building yeah definitely i see lots of things ahead for us and i'm sure our listeners will have enjoyed the conversation too so if you're if you're listening just now thanks very much for tuning in remember to check out giftoprofit.com or allison.com for the full show notes plus details of how you can connect with us both if you have been inspired to raise fund for causes funds for causes and want to know ways in which you can raise more money through your business um, and ways that are effective and legal then check out the gift to profit community that is now live at we are a growing community for socially conscious business owners entrepreneurs and leaders who want to turn their business into a force for good and as i say we have we offer discounts to membership for work for good so just get in touch and check out that website give to profit.com to find out more until next time remember business is a great opportunity to be kind and what you do next matters 
Thanks for tuning in to the Give to Profit podcast. You can find full show notes for today's show at givetoprofit.com. This is where you can also check out the Give to Profit membership community, a special place where you can connect with Alison and other like-minded business owners and entrepreneurs and learn how to turn your business into a profitable force for good in ways that are joyful, effective and legal. It's also the place where you can find out about our future events, including the Give to Profit Business for Good conference in April 2019. And if you don't already have a copy of Alison's best-selling book, Give to Profit, How to Grow Your Business by Supporting Charities and Social Causes, you can get a copy of it on Amazon around the world.